Yes, hello everybody. Welcome back. I know it's been a while since I do this, but uh, I'm happy to be back. And we got a lot of catching up to do. We got some uh, some post-Thanksgiving stuff. A happy but later Thanksgiving to you guys as well. I hope you had a good one with your family, uh, with your stepmoms, whoever whoever you're spending your Thanksgiving with. The the fools you had a very nice Thanksgiving for lots of food, lots of love. I didn't bicker with my wife except for the end of the night, which I consider a private victory. But I hope you guys had a really good Thanksgiving. Welcome back to Wise Guy Fantasy Football, starring Anthony DeFulgio. I can never forget that name, can you? Okay, I'm really excited. I'm back in the recording booth. You guys, you all had a happy Thanksgiving? I don't care. Good, good. I good. Some will nod their head and say yes. I want to get into talking to football, okay? It's been a long time since I've recorded. I've been very busy with my personal affairs. Don't fucking ask me. Don't message me about that stuff. Just listen to podcasts and shut up, okay? All right. So uh, this is the week 13 here, lucky number 13. This is where, you know, it's the last couple of weeks of the season. So for fantasy football purposes, of course, you got your playoffs coming up. And if you're in the playoffs, congratulations to you, okay, if you clinched, okay? If you didn't clinch like me and have a chance to miss the playoffs, I am personally 4-6. and six. I'm on the outside looking in, but I got the next two weeks to shape up this analysis of the week 13 games, including the pick em for each game is going to help you lock up those playoff spots and uh, if you're out of the playoffs well fuck you you fucking you probably didn't listen to me the whole time so i have no sympathy for you because if you listen to me there's no way you'd be out of the playoffs and i know what you're saying anthony defuso you just said you're on the outside looking in i know i am and i take my advice but certain things get in the way i might tell you one thing i might think something else the next day okay fucking sue me Alright, if you listen to this podcast, you follow the gospel, I guarantee you'll probably be undefeated right now. That's that's the truth of the matter. So, uh, we're, we're going to detail kind of the latest with every team. We're going to catch up. I know the last time we talked about snow games, I want to do a Thanksgiving episode. But lo and behold, well, the family got in the way. And I don't want to call them sons of bitches, but I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, if you got family problems, usually if you try to do something, your wife, your kids are knocking on your door trying to trying to make you do shit you don't want to do. Okay, I feel for you there. Okay, I definitely feel for you. But you got to keep doing your passions like I do. Okay, I do fantasy football podcasts because I love the fans out there. And continue to like and subscribe on the Instagram, on Twitter and all that stuff. And I know I'll be posting a little bit more once I get the... a little less busy after the holiday shopping is done and all that bullshit. Black Friday came and went, okay? It was a particularly Black Friday. And all of the uh, electronics that we bought were, were fucking different shades of black. I think that's where the name comes from. All these electronics. We got about 11 TVs in the house. I'm not even making that up. I can count them all out for you. 11 fucking TVs. This is what happens, Okay. But lo and behold, this is not a consumerism, not a capitalism podcast. This is fantasy football. So let's get right into it. Before we get into it, though, let me just say that we saw just over the weekend. I want to just vent this a little bit. We saw the new Grinch movie, okay? And I know who the Grinch is. I seen the old cartoons. I seen the Jim Carrey ones where he looks like a psychopathic maniac, okay? But I saw this one. And I gotta say, I liked it. For an animated film, I'm not big into animated movies. I think they're for babies, okay? 
Every animation is made for a baby, but for me, a guy in my late 50s, early 60s, I'm going to leave you to guess that one. I thought The Grinch was a good movie. He learns, you know, he steals the Christmas, uh, the things, he steals the gifts, but then at the end he realizes it's not about the gifts, it's about the love, and, and that's a good story. And my children enjoyed it, my wife enjoyed it. I liked it too, so if you guys saw The Grinch, you know, you let me know. How, how you guys thought about it. I thought it was a very uh, good movie for the Christmas time. So I recommend that'll be, that's a new segment I like to call Anthony's Movie Recommendations. We get a little music for that one, right guys? Okay. Well, thank you. Okay, so enough Grinch talk. Let's get finally into football. Okay, uh, by the time you hear this, the Thursday night game will already be over. But in the off chance that uh, you want to know exactly uh, my thoughts on Thursday night game. It's very simple. Nobody can beat the New Orleans Saints, okay? In week one, who is it? Was it the Buccaneers that that uh, that decided to, to win it? I'm sorry, the Buccaneers? The Buccaneers? Listen, I should say this right now. I say the Buccaneers in the past, and I'll admit to you, I'm a little bit insensitive to the LGBTQ community. I don't mean to do that because that's an important community to me and to my family and to the people of this country. So I really apologize if I if I offended anyone with that. However, I would like to formally change the name to the Buccaneers because they are a bunch of fuckboys, all of them, okay? Anyway, the New Orleans Saints lost to the Buccaneers. That's not happening again this year. They're going to play later on in the season. They're not going to lose, okay? No one can stop the Saints. And that was all the way in week one. Hey, talking week one. That's when, you know, teams are babies. They don't even know what the playbook is yet. She can't fault the Saints for losing against the fucking years. So now, I get it. Dallas Cowboys, they're riding the momentum. They're tied for first place because the NFC East is a complete dumpster fire right now, okay? And uh, when we when we preview Giants-Bears, let me tell you, I got a lot of words to say about my hometown team. The Cowboys, nevertheless, are very much in the race. Okay, I applaud them. Jason Garrett finally doesn't look like a fucking Teddy Graham for once. He looks like a competent head coach. But to, to be honest with you, that's going to end tonight, this Thursday night, because they're going to play and they're going to lose to the Saints. And then everyone's going to say, well, the Cowboys had a chance to do it, but they couldn't quite they couldn't quite finish it off. But I don't blame the Cowboys for this. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't blame the Cowboys for losing the game against the Saints because the Saints are just that good of a football team. Could be your Super Bowl champions. And if you're looking for fantasy players, you always got Drew Brees' Christ. You got Alvin Kamara, of course. All the Saints offensive players. You're going to want to play all of them. And then the Cowboys got a new minted receiver, Amari Koopman. Okay? Uh, Koop, sorry, Koopman. Amari Koopman goes crazy off on Thanksgiving. I'm sitting in front of the TV. I'm going, oh. The fuck is this? We got Odell Beckham doesn't run as fast as this guy. So I don't know. Maybe the Cowboys struck some fucking gold with that. We'll have to see. I'm not going to judge it off of one game. So many people are saying, oh, Jerry Jones finally got it right. It's one game, people. All right. Let's win the division first. If you're a Cowboys fan, that's what you're thinking. Okay. You're going to start all those guys. I wouldn't start the Cowboys, uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense because they're, gonna, they're going against the high octane New Orleans Saints. All right. Set that game and forget it. The Saints are probably going to win. My game pick for the week, Saints are going to win. I think they're going to score at least 34 points. And the Cowboys are going to put up 17. 34 to 17. Okay. So it'll be a fun game to watch. But again, you're listening to this now. You already know the score. So you can fast forward through this part. Now we're on to the next game. Okay. And I'm on. You got to forgive me. I got my glasses on. Because I'm on the internet here. 
And I'm scrolling through. My son showed me how to do this. Every time I do the computer, he's got to do it. Okay, he shows me how to open up new tabs. So now I look at different themes and see how it goes. Okay, let's do the 1 o'clock games. Let's do the first one, the game pick, the game, uh, not the game of the week. This game's going to suck. It's between two birds, Baltimore Ravens and Atlanta Falcons. So what's the latest with these teams, okay? Lamar Jackson. Finally, somebody in a Ravens organization woke the fuck up, splashed some coffee in the face, and goes, Joe Flacco, you cretin, you'll never start in this league again. Lo and behold, Lamar Jackson comes in, and he doesn't look like Lamar garbage, okay? Joe Flacco should never start an NFL game for the rest of his fucking life. I don't care, you Italian bastard motherfucker. I don't like you. You sink the Ravens team every year, you're overpaid, you're a fuck, all right? And if you want to know why I'm so impassioned about Joe Flacco, well, then you're going to have to like and comment because I don't want to talk about him anymore, okay? Lamar Jackson could be the future. John Harbaugh, I don't know. If, is he the future of the team? They're 6-5. and five. They're vying for a playoff spot. I mean, I mean, if you had a nickel every time in week 13, the, the Baltimore Ravens were in the wildcard spot behind the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you'd be a very rich... Fuck, okay? So, you got the Ravens that are playing for their spot. The Falcons, they're 4-7. and seven. I really don't know much to say about them. I covered them earlier in the year, of course. Okay? They uh, they just can't close out all the good games. You got Matt Ryans, and you got Julio Jones. They're doing very excellent work. They're doing their standard good, or raising the bar for good quarterback and good wide receiver play. Okay? They're doing good things, but they just can't close out the games. The defense is still decimated. Dan Quinn looks like a, a complete moron on the side of the field whenever they're down. Okay. They could have won last week. They couldn't. They couldn't do it. I know it was against the Saints, but you'd think with that high-octane offense, they'd, t- they'd stay toe-to-toe. And instead, it was like Muhammad Ali versus a kid in a wheelchair. They just got their lights punched out. Okay. So in this game, it's a very tough one to pick. Okay, and fantasy purposes, you're going to start Julio Jones, you're going to start Matt Ryan, okay? I wouldn't touch the running backs. For the Ravens, you could start Lamar Jackson, you're going to like that. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, okay, you could start him. I don't know anyone else on that team, okay, except for Joe Flacco, we're not going to start him. I think the Ravens are going to win this one, but it's going to be awful close, and it's going to be very low scoring, as usually Ravens November, December games are. Okay, I'll give the Ravens that one. Let's call this one like 10 to 7. You know, the Falcons are just not, they're not going to do anything. Okay, next game is is uh, Denver Broncos and the Cincinnati Bengals. And, oh, we're sticking in the AFC North here and talking about another train wreck of a team. The Bengals. If you're a Bengals fan out there, just tell me what's what keeps you through. You know what I mean? What keeps you motivated throughout the season? You're watching Marv Lewis... Throw away this team's playoff chances every time around this time of the year. Andy Dalton's out now. He got another broken thumb. I don't think he's got any thumbs left, really. He broke his thumb. Now the Bengals are in no man's land at 5-6. and six. Denver Broncos, also same record, but they're on the upswing. They just pulled off an upset on the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? More like the Pittsburgh heel turns. And I'll get to that later when we talk about Steelers' charges because the Steelers go into these games... They should have lost against the Jaguars, and they do a heel turn, and, and they lose against the Denver Broncos. So are you a good team, Steelers, or are you a bad team? You're pulling a heel turn on me, 
okay? I don't know wrestling stuff. I can't talk about that. So do something different. But again, we'll get to that. Steelers and Chargers. Okay, Denver Broncos, Cincinnati Bengals, a team of AFC nobodies in my opinion. Of course the uh, Broncos are going to win. That's the game pick, okay? I wouldn't start anybody on fantasy unless it's the running backs for the Broncos because they're pretty good. And the Bengals, truthfully, are just, uh, they're, they're a franchise that's going completely in reverse, okay? As a Giants fan, I know what happens when organizational changes sometimes hinder the performance of the football players. In this case, that's, that's exactly what's happening. In Cincinnati. Okay, Marv Lewis can't coach. Hugh Jackman comes in. He's from the Browns. He gets fired. He tries to do something spectacular on the defense. And they give up fucking 35 points to the old team. I mean, what the hell is going on there? It's really upsetting because I want to watch good football. And then we got this trash. Between the Ravens, Joe Flacco, and this. This division is just absurdly putrid. Okay. The Bengals... Don't count on them performing for you. I know what you're saying, but Anthony, A.J. Green's coming back. I don't care if he was A.J. fucking purple, all right? He's not good for a backup quarterback on the Bengals. Stay away from all of them. Next game. We got the L.A. Rams versus Detroit Lions. Game pick, obvious, the Rams. Another NFC favorite to go to the Super Bowl. I still think the New Orleans Saints are the better team. You can quote me on that. You can put bets on that, okay? If you're following Winnie Ticket Podcast, they're going to tell you to keep betting the Rams and keep betting the Saints. That's a good bet. Okay, those are very good bets. Detroit Lions got embarrassed last Thanksgiving, okay? I was sitting there eating fucking turkey. I got it in my lap. Because everybody, the kids and the women are at the table, so I'm sitting watching football with the turkey plate in my lap. And I'm fucking dripping hot gravy on my shirt because I'm watching the Lions get blasted out of Neverland, okay, against the Chase Daniel-led Bears. I mean, how do you describe that? Do they have Hugh Jackman being a defense now? Who's their offensive coordinator? Okay, Matt Patricia, 4-7 of the Detroit Lions. What's going on? Matthew Stafford. Another Matt on the team. That's how the two of them are related. That might have been why Matt Patricia was hired, quite frankly. They're not doing well. Neither of those guys. You really have to wonder at this point if Matthew Stafford is the right man for the job. I don't know if you guys saw it. This is a, a bit of an aside here, a little bit of an anecdote. I don't know if you guys saw the Jeopardy question that was on the other night. I happened to see it on YouTube after my son showed me. But they made fun of the Lions. Okay? Maybe if you guys find the sound clip of the Jeopardy one, you put that in here for me. Let's do predictions by 2030 for 600, please. As of 2018, this NFC North team had never even made the Super Bowl, much less won it. But by 2030, gotta happen, right? Jay? Who are the Detroit Lions? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean, that is unbelievable. Even Alex Trebax. Alex Trebax is looking you square in the face and going, Detroit, you fucking suck. You hang a playoff banner when you make the playoffs. How about you win a fucking game first? Four and seven. Again, just like the Bengals. If you're a Lions fan, I mean, what gets you through? What gets you through these Sundays? The Packers are the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings are a good team. And the Chicago Bears, I'll give it to you. They're 8-3. They're very good. Their defense is probably the best in the league. Just like 85 Bears. But you're playing as a backup quarterback and you can't punch it in on Thanksgiving Day. 
A day that means a lot to your franchise. You guys play it at home every fucking year. Get them off my TV. I don't want any more Lions on here. Win a playoff game, Detroit. And L.A. coming off of that, whoa, coming off of that huge game last Monday night. I mean, was that something? That might have been one of the greatest games I've ever seen. You watch that game and you wonder to yourself, is this the future of the NFL? A lot of points scored and some defense too? I'd like to see that. Got a lot of old school timers like me going, no, I don't want to see that. I want to see more defense. <laughs> They're all curmudgeons out there. Not a SAT word, a curmudgeon. I mean somebody who's grumpy. Okay, sometimes I could be a curmudgeon. Okay. Or as my wife likes to say, a pain in my fucking ass. But I love you, honey. So, the Rams come off a very historic win. And we'll talk about that game. I'm going to wait to talk about that game a little bit more with the Kansas City griefs. But that was some some game here. So, this is an easy one. Rams obviously win this. Start all your Rams fantasy players. Stay away from all the Detroit players. Who is the guy? Golden Taint. He was traded away to the Eagles. Did nothing against my Giants over the weekend, but, you know. That was the guy who was doing really good on Detroit. Now he's traded to the Eagles. He's doing nothing. But, you know, the Eagles still win because fuck them. All right, next game. This one, let's see here. This one's Arizona Cardinals against the Green Bay Pack. Okay. Let's get first things first out of the way. Let's get the obvious stuff. Number one, the Cardinals are probably the worst team in the league. Even worse than my Giants. Even worse than the Oakland Raiders, I got to admit. Although the Raiders are pretty close. They're keeping it neck and neck, these losing teams, okay? One looks shitty in the other in one quarter, and then they flip-flop. And, and then the analysts go crazy, going, what's the worst team? Who gets the number one pick? It's probably going to be the Cardinals. Steve Wilkos, okay? He's the coach of the Cardinals. Dead man walking. Put him on walking dead. Okay. Someone shoot this guy out of his misery, old yellow style. He can't coach his way out of a paper fucking sack. These Cardinals can't win games. Josh Rosen. Everybody going, oh, Josh Rosen. The New York Giants should have drafted him, Josh Rosen. Oh, he's so good. He's the future of the franchise. That guy can't complete a 10-yard pass. And you're telling me he should have been drafted by the New York fucking football Giants? You're out of your mind. The Cardinals going in this game. Game pick, of course, goes to the Green Bay Packers. I don't know how much they're going to win by. Because the Green Bay Packers also sucked this year. Now what the hell happened, Godges? I'm expecting to watch offensive fireworks. Every Packers game to me is an IMAX 3D movie. And I know that's an unfair representation, but that's exactly what it is to me and to the fans and all the analysts out there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, short of going nude and pulling out his cock, is going to make everybody smile. And he's not doing it this year. Mike McCagnon, their coach. Fucking joke. Last time they won a Super Bowl. Only time Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. And I know it's because the Giants have knocked them off a couple of times. Last time the, the Rodgers was in the Super Bowl was 2010. Eight fucking years ago. They had three heart attacks by that point. I've had more Viagra than a whole pharmacy. Okay? It's ridiculous. Green Bay Pack. They're going to win. But I'll be honest with you. Ain't going to be by much. That's for sure. 
They're four, six, and one. That stupid tie against the Vikings. I hate ties so fucking much. They play, blow my mind. They drive me insane. Green Bay Pack, you're going to say? Anything that fools you? Who do I start on the Green Bay Pack? I say, I don't know. I'm at a loss for fucking words. I'm speechless. I can't make speech. Aaron Rodgers? And then who else? The fucking kicker? I don't fucking know. Certainly not the receivers. And here we go. Everybody's going to say, oh, but what about the running back? Another Aaron. Aaron Rodgers too. 2.0. I start him. He got a lot of fantasy points. Fucking fantasy life. Okay? And I don't mean fantasies in the game. I mean, it's a fucking mirage. Just when you think a Packers running back is going to be good. Remember Eddie Lacy? Remember that man? That bad man at Alabama? Remember him? Just when you think he's going to be good. Boom. Has a game. He's got 40 yards and two catches. Okay? Don't give me a fucking break. Don't start anybody on the Cardinals. This game is going to be, this is the score. It's going to be 24 to 20. I'm going to give the Cardinals 20 points. Are they going to keep it close? Because the Green Bay Packers aren't that much ahead of the Cardinals. Two bad NFC teams. And I'm sorry, Packers fans. You think the Packers are going to run the table? Quote, unquote. You can't see me right now. I'm giving air quotes. You think the Packers are going to run the table? Absolutely not. Go to the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. In your fucking dreams. In your dreams. Next one. I'm getting a little here. I'm getting a little hot in here. Someone give me a glass of water. I gotta drink something here. I always gotta stay hydrated. This is where someone should pay me to, to advertise. I'm drinking right now. What am I drinking here? It's a Poland spring. Okay. Never been to Poland. Don't even think this water is from Poland. But hey, I'd advocate for your Poland spring. Because you guys make good water. Hey, you hear that gulp and you hear that crisp sound. That's... That's Poland Spring. Okay. We can cut that part out. Unless Poland Spring decides to advertise with you over there. How about you send an email to Poland Spring? Say, hey, anything that fools you. You know the guy. He wants to advertise your water. Let's do that. Moving right along. We're still on 1 o'clock games. Let's go to the AFC this time. And here's something that's going to surprise a lot of you guys. Uh, this game is the Houston Texans against the Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat here. The Brownies have really impressed me this year. The Brownies are a pretty decent football team. Now, let's let's walk it back a little bit before you start jumping down my cock, okay? The Cleveland Brownies have the same record as the Packers. I mean, that in and of itself is an amazing statement I just made, okay? Why couldn't the Cleveland Brownies run the table, quote-unquote air quotes, just like the Packers can? Why not? Really, tell me. What? If you're comparing those two teams, okay, one of them's got Aaron Rodgers, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Fine, fine, fine. You got that one. But the Cleveland Brownies have a better defense. They have an upstart Baker Mayman as their quarterback and a lot of good skill position receivers. Juice, not the Juice, not OJ Simpson. No, he killed somebody. He doesn't play anymore. But the guy, his nickname is Juice. He's a receiver. They got Nick Chubley, okay. The running back. All these young guys. David. Don't know the last name. It's very hard to pronounce. And I apologize to my African friends. These guys. 
you know, he had that walk-in touchdown last week. The one that he got shoved in, you're going to have to watch it. But it was an amazing, glorious touchdown. They got these guys. And to be honest with you, they don't got a lot of tape on them. Okay? So you don't know how this, this team works. Ever since Hugh Jackman left, they've they've been a decent team. Who's to say that the Cleveland Brownies don't finish with a better record than a Green Bay Pacman? Okay? I'm putting that one out there. I'm putting that out there. Laid it on the table. And if you got Cleveland players, I'm saying from the horse's mouth, go start them in your fantasy teams this week. Who do they play? The Houston Texans, who are on quite a win streak right now. Okay? The Giants beat them early in the year. Let's not forget they started this year 1-3. and three. Okay? And yes, they've been on a seven-game win streak. But we're also talking about the second fiddle to the Dallas Cowboys in the state of Texas, the Houston Texans here. These Houston Texans that we've seen blow it in playoffs year after year after year and lose the games that they should have won. Doesn't this seem like the Houston Texans are due for some kind of embarrassing loss? Don't you think they're due for some kind of Bill O'Brien fucking meltdown? I mean, this coach right now is coaching out of his mind, but we know who he is. He's been coaching the Texans for so long. Don't you think the Cleveland Brownies can beat the Houston Texans? You could play some patriotic music here or something. Raise your hand, even though you're listening. And I can't see you, you can't see me. Raise your hand if you think the Cleveland Brownies can beat the Houston Texans. See? That's a lot of people. I'm assuming. I'm raising my hand. I really do think it. The Texans are due for some kind of collapse. They're due. They're due. It's the metrics. It's the the statistics. I'm stuttering over statistics. Stuttering over these words. They are due for a loss. And the Cleveland Brownies right now are better than their record says. They could even be 5-6 if they finish it off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh field turn. I'm giving them the win here. That's my game pick. Brownies over Texans. All right, cut the Next, AFC Division face-off. And you're talking about a team, you're talking about disappointing teams we had this year. Start with the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? What's the latest with them? You all know it. Blake Bortles benched. He showed up on the shores of Florida in Daytona, fucking Miami Beach, ready to lead this team to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl. And just as quietly as he came... Just as quietly, he'll roll back into the ocean. Like a dolphin with a spear going through its fucking head. Like somebody poached him, okay? Blake Bortles, this is an Anthony the Fool's your disclaimer here. Blake Bortles is a bad quarterback. They're putting in his backup, Cody Keebler, okay? Like the Keebler elf. That's how I remember the name. They're starting him over that. And you watched his performance last week. Last week? They don't trust him with the ball. They really don't. Leonard Fortunes gets into a fight after a missed uh, overturned touchdown. He's throwing fisticuffs. He's doing things I wouldn't want my son fucking doing. In fact, I had to shield his eyes during that game. I said, son, don't look at this. This is not a way to conduct yourself. Especially if you're an NFL professional player. Shield your eyes, son. 
Don't look at it. It burns. It's too much. The Jacksonville Jaguars are coming off of a season in which they made the playoffs and were probably about three or four plays away from playing in the Super Bowl and potentially winning it. Now they're 3-8 and and they look like a national disgrace. I don't get it. Doug Mahomes, okay, their coach, on a hot seat. His seat's piping hot right now. It's on fire. Tom Coughlin, get this team together. The defense isn't playing like they're supposed to. They're a disgrace. The offense can't, when, when they can't throw the ball, they're purposely not throwing the ball. They give it to a running back who can't keep his own fists in his fucking pockets. They're a team that's completely unraveling. They could challenge the Arizona Cardmen as some of the worst teams in the league. They could be eyeing a number one pick. I mean, they're 3-8. Connors are 2-9. Raiders are 2-9. Giants 3-8. Could very well challenge that. And to go from that, from a team that was knocking on the Super Bowl's door last year, that is a calamity. That is chaotic, it's cruel, and it's bullshit. Get this team together. The winner of this game, obviously, their opponent, the Indianapolis Colts, who have really looked on fire lately. I got to give it to Andrew Luck, okay? Luck is certainly on his side this season, okay? It's certainly on his side. There's no ball that that man hasn't been able to throw. I mean, we're all worried about the shoulder the past year. Everyone was worried. Going, oh, he's not going to be able to throw the ball again. Oh, he lost his step. Well, guess what? I'm a religious man. I'm Catholic. I've seen Jesus Christ lift off the cross and rise from the dead. These miracles kind of happen all the time. So I believe in you, Andrew Luck. I'm picking the Colts to win the game. Start all the fantasy players. Jacksonville, sit all their fantasy players. I think you see a trend here, right? Week 12, week 13 in the NFL, whatever week it is, you'll notice that some teams are destined for the playoffs and some teams aren't, and that's how you do your fantasy. Okay, don't overthink it. Don't pick up Don't pick up a guy off the waiver on a fucking whim because Matthew Berryman told you to do that or some other goofy-ass fantasy analyst. Don't do that and choose it over a guy who's your tried-and-true trusted guy. Just don't fucking do it. It's a waste of time, and you're going to wind up losing your matchup. I know this from experience. Listen to Anthony the Fools on this one. That's why listen to the podcast, right? Okay. Colts are going to win that one pretty easily. Kudos to Andrew Luck. If we go back to the Texans for a minute here in the uh, in the AFC South, the Texans are due for a loss, okay? I'd have to check the schedules to see if the Colts and the Texans play each other again in the, uh, later in the season. I think they do. That's my team who's going to win the division. Again, Anthony the Fool's your certified comment here. Right here. Pin it down. The Indianapolis Colts are going to win the AFC North this year. Fuck the Texans. All about the Colts. Let's go you. Next game, AFC Divisional. Mediocrity. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. This game to me is coin flip. Truthfully. It's it's a coin flip game. Because usually that term means that uh, it could go both ways. It could go one of two ways. It could go the Dolphins way. It could go to the Bills way. Okay. The Miami Dolphins 
coming off a bad loss to the aforementioned Indianapolis Colts, okay? Even in a game they got two lucky, pardon the pun, interceptions off of Andrew Luck. They couldn't convert it. That's a team, everybody, what's what's so interesting to me about the Dolphins, a number of things, really, okay? The Dolphins uh, started off this season like 4-0 or some bullshit. And nobody, not a single fucking soul was like, hey, these Dolphins, hey, they look pretty good, don't they? Not a fucking word. <laughs> Isn't that fucking funny? The Dol- Everyone was just waiting for the Dolphins to get to a record like 5-6. and six. And lo and behold, it's week 12. 5-6 and six is their record. We know they'd have a losing record. We know they wouldn't challenge anybody in the AFC playoffs, let alone challenge their own division rival, the 4-7 Buffalo Bills. And I truthfully think the Bills are going to win this game. Lock it in. Lock that the fuck in. Grab your junk. Shout it to the world. The Buffalo Bills are beating the Miami Dolphins come Sunday at 1 o'clock. I'm feeling myself today, as the kids say. I'm feeling the fuck out of myself. I know these football teams. I've been watching for so long. I really have been. And, and this I know. I wouldn't start any fantasy players. I mean, don't get me wrong. These are two really bad teams. But the 4-7 and seven Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Miami Dolphins and are going to go, they're going to wind up having the same record, 5-7. and seven. Again, out of the AFC playoffs, even though they're going to appear on the graphics on the TV going, in the hunt, in the hunt, blah, blah, blah. Same bullshit. Okay. The Dolphins also got Ryan Tannehill back. Funny. I wouldn't have fucking known. Right? That's the team the Dolphins are. What other quarterback, quote-unquote, air quote, franchise quarterback, returns from an injury and gets as little fanfare as Ryan Tannenbaum? That I ask you, okay? The Bills don't have much more to say about them. Their record is what it is. They're not the worst team. They've proved this wrong. Ever since moving away from Nathan Peterman, that bum, that fuckwad, They've been a fairly competent team. I didn't say good, okay? Technically, they could have the same record as the Brownies. All right? And for that, I give them the phrase fairly competent. So that's why I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win. All right. Let's move. Uh, Let's go to... I'm going to save Giants in Chicago for the last of the 1 o'clock games. But let's take a brief detour to another strange couple of teams in the NFC. The Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay. Fucking ears. Okay? The Buccaneers got trounced by the Giants a couple weeks ago. Very happy about that win. Very happy about that little streak the Giants had. Like a Tinkerbell fairy dust that gave them life until they fucking dropped one to the Eagles last week. Okay. Good on them. Ever since moving on from Ryan Fitzmagic, who quite frankly lost all that magic. Okay, he got benched during the Giants game. It's been a Jameis Winston show. And to be honest with you, if I'm watching a Jameis Winston show... Part of me wants to change the channel, okay? I don't know if this is the guy after the whole uh, stealing crab legs incident, then he gropes an Uber driver or whatever the fuck. Don't know if this is the guy to lead the team. I know. I know. You're going Anthony. You moron. They just came off a win against the Niners. Have you seen the Niners lately? Okay. I'll get to them when they play the Seahawks. But case in point, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are outplayed and outcoached every week of the season unless they play the lesser talent. And that means they need to change a quarterback 
and an interchange of head coach. And I think that's the direction the franchise is heading in, whether the fans like it or not. Okay, something needs to stir up. Too many turnovers, the defense underperforms, and the offense gets going, but it's only because they're down 24 points in the fourth quarter. And for that, you're not going to expect a winning football team. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta apologize for that. You're not going to expect a winning football team. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers, I got to admit, they're in panic mode right now. You'd have to think. Little bit, they've dropped their last three games. They got blown out against the Steelers. Okay. Then they uh, lost to the Lions, of all fucking teams. Matt Patricia's drinking himself, eating himself silly for winning that one. They decide not to go for the extra point. They missed that. And then they last week, they, they lose again. I forget which team because it's late and I don't follow the Panthers all that much. All right? That Christian McCafferty, though, he's a guy. You're talking about fantasy football success and playoffs and championships. You got Christian McCaffrey on a team. Chances are you're winning your fucking league. He's as good as Todd Gurley. He's as good as Saquon. All these guys, okay? All these fucking guys. He's the truth on the Panthers. Cam Newton, not so much this year. Something about him. I'm sure he's throwing. I haven't looked at the statistics, okay? I'm not a statistician. I'm sure the statistics say he's he's doing all right. But for some reason, these Panthers aren't closing out the games. They're 6-5. and five. They're a very mediocre team. I do think they'll beat the fucking years because the fucking years are that bad. I'll give the Carolina Panthers the win there. But might be one of the few wins they have the rest of the season. All right, the last of the 1 o'clock games. You know I had to save this one for last, for the 1 o'clocks. Then we got four 4 o'clocks and then two more. My New York Giants. Poor things. We rode that little... All right, rest in peace. Rest in pieces to that little two-game we're going to make a run for the title win streak that they put on. And let's face it here. I wouldn't believe in that. Anyone who watches the games, no team goes 1-7 and seven and then wins out to win a division. I mean, that's fucking bonkers. What I like right now, and I know it's not a lot, not a lot, a lot I liked about the Giants right now. They, I like Saquon Barkley, and that's where Sherman went wrong last week, okay? Pat Sherman, you fucking numbskull. I would have bashed you over the head with your fucking playbook, you fucking nincompoop. You didn't use Saquon, you didn't throw to Adele enough. And the Eagles came marching right back up like a fucking gay parade. Okay? And beat the Giants 25-22. to 22. And it's, I want to strangle something thinking about that comeback. Thinking about that score. It's ridiculous. 25-22. What an awful score. That's going to win you a Super Bowl pool, those numbers, one day. Despicable defensive play calling and playing by both James Betchman, Betcher, Okay, and the defensive players. This is what I concur about the Giants, okay, going into next year. You build around Saquon and Odell. You move on from Eli. That we know. Now, I think you move on from the big budget Janoris Jenkman and Oliver Vernon. You move on from your big budget defensive players and get your younger stars Whoever they are, whoever you draft next year, that's where you build the team around. Because this this franchise, and I, I gotta break it to you, Giants fans, fellow Giants fans out there, maybe the reason why you listen to this podcast, 
and have stuck around for 40 or so minutes to finally hear about the Giants. I make no apologies. It's going to be a long rebuild. It's going to take some time. This is a team that's not going to be good for at least another four years. That's the honest hand to my fucking heart. Hand to the sky. That's the fucking honest truth of it. We're not going to be good for very long. But that's the growing pains. I mean, we won two Super... I, I try not to be too spoiled. We won two Super Bowls within the past decade. How can you be mad at that? You got the Jets that haven't won a Super Bowl since fucking disco was still popular. They think they got Sammy Donald, their franchise guy. But who knows? That's a team I'm going to get to in a little bit. Embarrassment. So that's what's going to happen with the Giants. Okay, I talked a lot about them. They're not going to win on Sunday. They're not going to beat the Bears. As of right now, Chase Daniels is going to start. He just knocked off a bad Lions team. Guess what? He'll knock off a bad Giants team too. Khalil Mack on the Bears, let me tell you. That's a game changer. The Chicago Bears, though, a little bit weird. A little bit weird because record-wise and talent-wise, who says they can't go to the Super Bowl? But then you look, and you look at the roster of the teams, you go, I'm not going to beat the Saints and the Rams. That's impossible. Right? I don't know. I'm shrugging my shoulders. I don't know. I don't know what to make of these Bears. The Bears would probably win a divisional playoff game. And then that's that. Either way, they're going to win on Sunday. That's my game pick. All right. Those were the 1 o'clock games. Oof. It's a lot of talking. I haven't talked this much in a while. Whatever. Almost, almost, almost 45 minutes into this thing. That's pretty good. You guys feeling good? How about you out there? You feeling good? Ah, I can't hear you. All right. 4 o'clock games. We got four of them. How appropriate for 4 o'clock? Kansas City Chiefs, Oakland Raiders. I have yet to see a more lopsided affair this season than this one. The Chiefs, again, only team... That that game, again, is just... It's it's like looking... It's, it's, it's amazing. It's like sex for the very first time, that game. Right? You all remember the first time you had sex. It was like you won 54 to 51. It's great, right? The Kansas City Chiefs, first team ever to lose after scoring 50 or more points. I mean, that is absurd. But they are the team to beat in the AFC. More so than the heel turns from Pittsburgh. More so than the Bill Belichick-led Patriots. I know, blasphemy. How could you say that? But it's the truth. The Kansas City Chiefs can do it. The Raiders show a little bit of life after John Gruden essentially says we're tanking this entire th- entire team. But then you have the report that one of the players, one of the veterans on the team goes, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, what, what more evidence do you need? This team is tanking, okay? And Gruden's going to spend all 10 of his years trying to win at least five games. That's the God honest truth, okay? Easy matchup. Chiefs over Oakland. Second 4 o'clock game. You got the Jets and the Tennessee Titans. Okay? The Jets have given up on the year. They they tricked us a little bit. Josh McCown was looking okay. Their offense was moving things a little bit against the Patriots. But we all know that was a ruse too. Okay? We all knew that. Kind of like the Dolphins. Everybody in the AFC East is just... Until Belichick and Brady get out of that division, it's always going to be their division to know. 
So they're, they've given up. The Titans, on the other hand, again, another head-scratching team. They're kind of like the Bears, except they don't have a good record. So yes, they're quote-unquote in the hunt in the AFC. At 5-6, and six, who knows? Who the fuck knows? The Ravens will probably drop three of their last four or some bullshit. So now you got Tennessee who could make a play. They're a team that it's it's really one week they play well, another week they play like horseshit. They play hard. They played the Texans hard last week. I'll give them that. But other than that, they, what else inspires you about the team? Is it Derrick Henry? Even Mariota looks great, but I mean, pick, the only team I could see them valuably beating is the New York Jets as a, a team of that caliber. So I'll give the Tennessee Titans the victory this week. And what a shame both New York teams are just so bad right now. You're in the tri-state area. I mean, who you got to watch? The New Jersey Devils? You in the hockey? It's atrocious. Minnesota, New England Patriots. Okay, we're getting, we're moving along here. I don't want to keep you guys forever. I know you got things to do. AKA, I got things to do. So I got to get out of here. Minnesota, New England. This one's a good one. I would say this should have been the Sunday night game. Except we got the Chargers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a good Sunday night game too. Maybe they should have moved this one to Monday. Okay. Both very good teams. The Patriots, I can't pick against them until they prove me wrong. The Patriots, everyone, it's hard. to You, you close your eyes, you blink, and you say, The Patriots, wow, Tom Brady's looked like he missed a step. Looks like he aged about 20 years on the field last week. But they're 8-3. They're still a good team. The Minnesota Vikings, 6-4-1. Could be 6-5. That means they're mediocre to the Panthers record. And no team is 7-4. That's real strange. The Vikings beat the Packers last week in primetime. I'll give them that. Credit where credit is due. I know one of the friends on the Winning Ticket podcast loves the Vikings. That's all he talks about on that podcast. But... I just, I cannot pick realistically against the New England Belichicks on a 4 o'clock game, okay? They rang the bell. They answered the call, the phone call on Sunday night, beating a very bad Packers team, but Patriots win this one. But it'll be a close game. I think it'll be something like like 31 to 30. Very high scoring back and forth affair. Okay. Cousins, great quarterback to watch, but I have experience with him. When he was in our division on the Washington Redskins. And he's just not reliable week to week. You get Pumpkin Cousins one week. And you get Cinderella Cousins the other. Okay? You got the beautiful guy throwing darts down the field. Making exceptional, exquisite throws. Okay. You got that last week uh, in uh, Green Bay. Or in Minnesota. Wherever the fuck they played. I don't think you're getting this in New England. Last of the 4 o'clock games. Another division one. Okay, this one's an easy one. Seattle and San Fran. Seattle making quite a run here in the NFC. Okay, I got to hand it to them. They look like a team that wants to play spoiler. And at 6-5, and five, they're very much alive in these playoffs here. I think they are. I think they're going to win a wild card. I really do. I mean, who else in that division? Who else in that division must, must they best? I know the Rams, you know, obviously. 
But they always play. They play the Rams hard every week. You look at all the scores. They're all one-score games. I think if the Seahawks face the Rams in the playoffs, I think we could see an upset special here. I really do. San Fran, after losing Jimmy Garoppolo, done in the water. They're dead. Okay? Kyle Shanahan's great offensive mind. Okay? Son of other Shanahan. Forgot his first name. I think it's Glenn. Can't do much with what the Niners have given him. And of course, the whole thing with the domestic violence linebacker. Don't even want to say his name because he doesn't deserve that. Okay? You strike a woman, you don't deserve that, you fucking prick. He gets released. They have no luck with these guys. Nobody on defense. Nobody on offense. Then, lo and behold, you have a 2-9 and nine team. Okay? 2-9. and nine. And, and two of their losses came from the fucking shit-stained Arizona Cardinals. That's where their two wins came from, the Cardinals. They're 2-9 and nine as well. They only beat the San Fran, the San Fran Niners. So the Seahawks are going to win this one easily. And when Russell Wilson's balling, we've seen it in the past. We've seen these Seahawks make a magical run. Yes, the Legion of Doom is over. I know you're going to say that. Okay? They're no longer here, Anthony. I hear you. Loud and clear. But I do think the Seahawks are a team to watch out for. They could really surprise people. That's the common terminology you want to use. Okay? No fantasy starters for either of these guys. I would say Russell Wilson. You know what? I will say Russell Wilson. He's going to ball out. But nobody else. They use about 600 running backs to start the game. St. Fran's on the uh, eighth backup quarterback. It's just not worth it. Okay. Now we got the last two primetime games of the year. I'm sorry. Out of week. Oh, almost. Almost. Uh, I caught myself there. Pittsburgh Steelers, Los Angeles Chargers. 8-3 and three versus 7-3-1. and one. I'm not even going to tell you who's which one is which. Okay. That's how good both of these teams are. This could be a potential, a very slight chance, because I'd have to beat the Kansas City Queefs first, a very slight chance of the AFC Championship game. Here's, here's where I'm going to put some inside analogy. I'm going to tell you something that nobody's talking about. Okay? You listening? Put your headphones in a little bit closer. Stand closer to your phone. I'm going to tell you. The Chargers are better than advertised. Their offense is humming. Hmm? Their defense is sound. They're getting Joey Bosa back, and he's ready to fucking ball, cock out and everything. They hate being second fiddle to the Los Angeles Rams, who are getting all of the L.A. attention right now. And surprise, surprise, the steel heel turns are coming off a pretty rough loss to the Broncos. And before that, they needed a last-second comeback to beat the Jacksonville Shagwars. Let that sink into your fucking mind skulls right now. The Chargers are winning this game. I'm going to cut right to it. The Chargers are going to win this fucking football game. And they're going to do it with panache. That's a French word that my son says means with flair. They are going to make a statement this Sunday night in prime time in front of all the L.A. faithful. All seven of them that come to the games. 
and they're going to knock off the powerhouse Pittsburgh Steelers who are going through somewhat of a funk, which they usually do this time of year, right in time to clinch the playoffs and then take an early exit. The Steelers are a very talented team, both on offense and defense. I know this. You guys know this. You watch the games. We've been watching Ben Roethlisberger, the Triple Bs, all year. All seasons before. But they're vulnerable. I'll leave it at that. They're very vulnerable. They should have lost against the Jaguars. Now, now we'd be talking about a team that would be 5-1 five, five and one if they wound up. I'm sorry, 6-4-1. If they went up losing the last two games. And they, they were struggling mightily against the Broncos there. Well, I know they have a decent defense. But the Broncos really are a team that a, a, a veteran team like the Steelers should be able to walk over. So upset special of the week. Take the Chargers. Watch the Chargers beat the Steelers. And if you put money on it, I'd appreciate that. You could like and comment. Tell me you want some money. And you'll thank Anthony the Fools you for that. Last game of the week. And I'll let you guys go. Washington sends this part out because the Redskins' name is offensive against the Philadelphia Eagles. Hate to bring this up. The Eagles saw some life in the division after knocking off the rival New York Giants in what was a bullshit 19-3 collapse. Let's, let's face it here. They needed to orchestrate the comeback against the lowly New York Giants. I'm sorry, Giants, but it's the truth in order to clinch their playoff hopes alive. So all the Philly fans, even all the Washington fans, okay, Washington 6-5, and all these fans saying, we're going to make a run, we're going to win the division, we're going to go this, we're going to do that, bada-bing, bada-bam, okay? News fucking flash, put it in headlines. None of these teams are good enough to win a playoff game. Cowboys, Redskins, Philly, of course the Giants. So, no matter who wins this game, no matter who wins this division, just a small little footnote in the team's history, 2018 division champions, and that's it. The Redskins, as we know, are all banged up on offense. They lost all their offensive linemen. Might as well. What was it, four or five? Lost Alex Smith to a pretty bad ankle injury. You could throw that on the YouTube and you could see that for yourself. It's fucking gruesome, okay? I, I, I can't think about it. It's nasty. They, the Redskins, of course, are free-falling. They're probably going to wind up finishing third in the division behind Philly and behind the Cowboys. And if you're a Redskins fan, you got to realize that. And then they got the PR nightmare that is the linebacker who hit a woman, okay? Now they got that. Because, oh, oh, the Redskins were all the way up at the top and they all needed was a linebacker to win a division. Give me a fucking break. You bunch of clowns signing a criminal. So many other players that play. I watch guys, my son's high school, I watch guys break their fucking asses to get where they do. They wouldn't beat a woman to get there. Shame on you, Redskins. And I mean that. I hope Philly wins now. And guess what? They're going to win. They're my game pick. They're going to lock things up. So they're going to wind up winning. Again, they're not going to do anything if they make the playoffs or they win the division. Good on you. Defending Super Bowl champions will win this week and go to 500 in week fucking 12. Yippee Kaye. Okay. They're going to win. That and, and the Cowboys are going to lose, like I said, if they haven't already lost. 
against the Saints. So all three teams will be six and six. And then, I mean, that's a fucking orgy if I've ever seen one for first place in the NFC East. And that's going to be fucking phenomenal. That's fucking entertainment for you. And it always is with the NFC East, isn't it? It always goes down to the final week or so. I don't know who plays the last couple of games. I know the Giants played the, the Cowboys last week of the season. Obviously, that won't mean much. Unless it means the Giants play spoiler to the Cowboys. That could always come into play. And I'm sure there's other teams that will be spoilers as well. But the NFC East is always like this. It's always a fucking show. Unlike the Jameis Winston show, I don't want to turn off the NFC East. That's why they're in primetime all the time. And this Monday Night Football game, the Philly are going to win this one. Okay? They're going to win this one. Let's just say the final score. Let's just say 25 to 22. Fuck it. Second time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Whatever. Congratulations, Eagles. I'm telling you are going to win. I hate the fucking Eagles with all of my blood and soul. I'm telling you they're going to win. So take that. And that concludes the entire week 12, week 13, whatever the fuck this is, Slater games. Okay? Now I'm fucking exhausted. I bid you goodbye for now, but please remember to like and comment and subscribe and pass this on to your fellow man. Because I really want to, I really want to continue to tell you guys all the fantasy advice, all the NFL game picks. And I promise I'll be more and more persistent with getting out weekly episodes. Okay? As best as I can. I probably shouldn't have promised that. And we'll get more guests on here too. All right? Okay, guys, shut this off. Thank you very much for coming in. I need to... Someone pull the car around. Because I've been sitting in this chair for a while. Someone's got to drive the car over here because I don't, I don't want to have to drive it.